Welcome back to Blackout Radio right here. We are celebrating everything black excellence, black loveliness, and black deadliness. And right now I'm talking to the deadliest one of them all, Angeline Penrith, a very accomplished actor, uh, writer, a woman of many great accomplishments, I have to say. I can't even just limit it to just one or two or three. You've done many great things in the community and you've done it for such a long time. You are a proud Wiradjuri and Ewan woman from Redfern. That's right. So you you from here. Yes, You proper. (laughs) And you have been an accomplished actress and a performer starting with your debut um, around 12 years of age. Yeah. So you've been doing this for a hot minute right now. Yes. How exciting. I've been around. You can't get rid of me. <laughs> no, I love that. So I actually wanted to have a yarn to you about um, just sort of about a bit about you and sort of how you came to, to be. And I think one of the best questions I could probably ask you was when was the first time you fell in love with the idea of acting? Hmm. Um, probably... Um, as a child, um, being raised in Redfern mm-hmm. and around a lot of artists, it was just, I think, one day mucking around and one of my aunties said, you should be an actor. And I said, well, what do you mean? And she's like, well, what you're doing now, that's acting. Mm. So just pretty much mucking around or mimicking something on TV and then that was probably the first time that I was like, I could. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, in Redfern, when I was growing up, there was like, you know, artists everywhere and they were part of the community and they were your uncles or yarnies or in some fashion involved in the performing arts industry. So it was... It was, yeah. it was blacked out yeah. back then. It was everyone. Everyone knew who you were. Yeah. And so you couldn't muck up. Because <laughs> I'd be right. like, I'm telling such and such Here's your mother. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> and you're going to be like, oh, don't tell them, don't tell them. Yeah. <laughs> but within that, you also had such an opportunity to be a part of, like, black dance was out there. Yeah. Black theatre. Was black theatre around when you were a kid? No, but just it was after? still very infamous. And um, because my, my dad's brother, my uncle, wrote The Cake Man, which was the first play to be put on at black theatre. Mm-hmm. Um, it was always a part of my upbringing with stories and legacy. So, and also, you know, the Aboriginal Dance Theatre Red Friend was a big part of my upbringing. Just um, seeing how mob do it mm-hmm. um, inside the office and also in, you know, doing their dance routines. Yeah, it's pretty crazy studio, thinking so. about it. Just like how many greats sort of were formed out of Red Friend from such a very specific time period as well. Yeah. And you're one of them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm the, probably the last leg. No, no, it's still happening. But when it was all, um, how do you say it? Long before gentrification, which is currently yeah. happening now and has been happening for a fair few years. Yeah. Um, it was just the what we what did we used to call it? The the black capital of Australia because yeah. it was just infamous in the sense of a strong politically minded. Um, artistic, cultural type of community. It was, it's a very rare community is what, from now that I'm older, that I'm realising how um, privileged I was to 
to grow up at that time. Mm. And do you think that sort of like informs your arts practice now as like a performer, as a writer, as, you know, a woman of many? Do you sort of gravitate towards more political stories? Do you gravitate to um, more stories about community? What has that informed your Yeah, well, it's very much the foundation of who I am because I call myself a child of the revolution. Oh, I love that. Go on there. Because I kind of grew up at the 10 Embassy. I grew up um, going to marches, being around those conversations. So, yeah, um, it's just embedded in who I am. So I also go with the philosophy that, you know, if you're black in this country, it is political and that's not... Yeah. Your choice is just the way it is. Yeah. Your you know? existence is yeah. inherently political. So you yeah. either get with the program or you don't, you know. And so growing up in Redfern, you, you, you're already, um, you know, um, what's the word? You're already you're bathed surrounded in by, it. Yeah. yeah, you're bathed in it. Like, yeah. you know, you couldn't get away from it and um, nor would you want to. It was exciting. It was, you know, the minds of... Of, of the mob that lived there and worked there were just brilliant, you know, forward thinkers, just... And really empowering as yeah. well. Like, it's... It, I don't know. I, I guess, like, I like to think I grew up at the the turning point where it stopped becoming Redfern. Yeah. And I remember it was like... It was like... It felt almost instant where every week you were going to a new art gallery opening that mm. was, like, some kind of conversation to be had... Um, you knew the people around you and then in an instant it's like, I don't know anyone. Yeah, like, like who, who did where did we all go? <laughs> like, why have yeah. we all broken off and disappeared? But it's something that I still hold very dear to me is that idea of like, oh, we... not. I don't want to say we could have been, but we are really strong yeah. when we are together. That's right. And I think that's that's one of the biggest problems for... <laughs> mainstream Australia or the government is, you know, when you put a bunch of blacks together, they're gonna they're gonna have some revolutionary ideas and they're gonna act on it. We make things happen, <laughs> despite what people like to think. Yes. We do make things happen. Yeah. And um, you, as a, I want to say, a revolutionist in the theatre space, like, you know, you're you're gonna make yourself known. Oh, and you yeah. have made yourself known, and I love that <laughs> about you. Um, but, you know, I'm also thinking about the trailblazers that came before you. Do you Absolutely. remember, a, you know, the first blackface you ever saw on TV or on stage? Um, I was highly influenced by my uncle Kevin Smith. Yeah. Um, so going to, pl- to, to his plays um, influenced me a lot because he was just my uncle mm. and someone quite prominent and strong in the community and then I'd go and see a play and he'd be performing like I think he was the first ever Aboriginal actor to play Othello wow. in Australia. That's massive. So it was just like mind-blowing like he didn't have to change there was no code switching that mm. was another thing that Redfern really brought their blackness were whatever room they was so um, yeah it just it made me think I can do that. You know, yeah. That's so exciting. And um, I don't know if you... This is somebody I always like to ask people who work in film um, this sort of question, especially if they're blackfellas, is, you know, (laughs) what are your thoughts on Jetta? 
Yeah. <laughs> because it's for, for so many, and I always think about, um, you know, my grandparents' generation and those older generation, it's such a huge, big film because it's the first time they ever saw themselves on screen that they could even be, imagine themselves being in a position where they are the main character, the protagonist. Yeah. Whereas now in sort of really modern contemporary conversations, it's something where it's often looked down on and, you know, it, it, there's a lot of shame regarding that film, even though the barriers that it did have, yeah. um, that it did create pathways for people like you and me now working in film. Yes. Well, growing up, it, it was just one of those things where we hardly ever seen any um, black stories or black actors mm-hmm. um, going back then. So, you know, there is a big sense of community. I think Blackfellas rallied around that. Um, not so much the story or the makers, but the actors in that, knowing that, you know, they're just Blackfellas like us and they've got an, an opportunity. But um, I've had the privilege of becoming really close to Arnie Rosalie Kunoff Monks in her yep. later life. And, um, Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of problematic things that happened on set and, you know, um, behind the scenes. Not just on screen, yeah. 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 So, yeah. It's always a tricky one. It's like when you're the person that is making, I don't know, changes, you're the one that's breaking the ceiling. Yeah. You know, sometimes there is fallout that comes after that. Absolutely. Yeah. How yeah. Do we, how do well, we navigate that? that I, I think, you know, we, the thing with theatre and um, not so much film anymore mm. because there's been so much work and protocols put in place, but it's very white. Yeah. You know, um, so even on films, it, you'll be lucky to have a full crew that are black. If that. Yeah, if that, yeah. you know. You might just have, like, <clears throat> the director or <laughs> the producer. <laughs> yeah. So there's still a long way to go, um, but it's come so far with film. Theatre is still very white, um, which is why <clears throat> I love to do it, because we're, wherever I'm at, I'm bringing my blackness too. Mm. So um, for me, it's a way of breaking the, those boundaries and, and continuing the legacy that um, artists have started long before I got there. And that, that's truly beautiful and I love that so much. Um, and I love black theatre. I think there's such a special place for black theatre, especially for black followers. And I think there is a very stark difference between performing for black followers and performing for white followers because... Yes. Um, look, I recently saw, saw a show and I don't know... I think you may have been on it. It was Nathan Maynard's. No, I wasn't. You wasn't the second cast? No. Alternative cast? No. No. But I do... Did um, you watch that one, though? Yes, I did. But I had worked... I worked with um, Belvoir Street Theatre as the community engagement person. Ah, okay. So I put on the community night for for that event. So, because I don't know. I think... I don't know if I saw you there or something. I think we did. And maybe that's what's clicking. But (laughs) I remember being a part of that and watching that with just black fellas and yeah. I could just we were laughing and cackling and yelling out and, and cooing yeah it was just so vibrant and loud and unapologetically black yeah and I know that 
if we were in a white space, that would have never happened. And that yeah. electricity of being seen and being heard would have not been as impactful as yep. having just a black audience yeah. engaging and watching it. People are missing out. Yes, <laughs> it's really good. It's a totally different show with a black audience. Yeah. And with your shows that you do right now, you are doing um, Black Show Girls. Yes. Yes. At Griffin Theatre, yeah. Yeah, which is so exciting. It's been extended for another week until October 21st. Yes. Yeah? So if you, if you want to watch it, you've got to get into it now. You've got to literally plug in right now, get your tickets yes. because it is practically it's, selling. It's, it's selling out. Yeah, like quick. Quickly. So <laughs> please do try to come see Black Show Girls because... It's it's a little gem. It's a it's a rare gem of a play. It's uh, it's incredibly camp. It's joke after joke, pun after pun. It's a it's a wild ride. You're guaranteed to laugh nonstop for eighty minutes and definitely cry as well. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I want to be crying. Yeah, yeah. So and so with um with but, this amazing play that you're uh, working on at the moment. Can you tell us a bit about your character and sort of about, you know, your big fancy role in this big fancy play? Yeah, I can tell you a little bit. Um, it's a play written by Nakia Louie. It was directed by Shari Sebens and Ursula Jovic. So two deadly black women and, a, a you know, a black woman writer. So I was surrounded by matriarchs. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, basically... It's loosely based on the movie um, Showgirls. Which is fabulous. Which is like so bad it's good. You know what I mean? You have to watch that with a whole bunch of friends and just laugh your head off. because. Is it Versace? Yes, I believe so. It's Versace. Versace happening, exactly, (laughs) right? So what Nakia did was just totally just flip it on its head um, and make it black and make it so relevant and to the black experience and it just kind of twisted twisted it a bit where you don't really know that you're getting educated until the very end do you know what i mean you laughed at it and then you're like oh what yeah so it's one of those ones without giving away too much um i we play multiple characters in it but my main character is a character called molly She's an Irish black woman. Okay, great. Basically, she found out she had some Irish in her and she was just done with all the racism and she decided to be Irish. She was no longer black and she was going to go with her great-great-great-grandfather and be an Irish person. So I just think just the fact that she could write something like that because how many times do we hear black fellas who yeah. have a great-great-great-great you know, yeah, that- lineage... And all Three of a sudden, twice and, tit, and next minute they're black. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's that way, unbeknownst <laughs> to you, you're like, what the heck? And then it's really just flipping that type of um, analogy on its head with getting a, an indigenous or a black woman now a claiming, visibly yes. indigenous black woman. Exactly. Like, and I think that's really an important <laughs> distinction to be made because yeah. you know you can't hide from so your blackness. You're gonna, exactly. Regardless, so you're gonna hear some really crazy Irish accent. (laughs) Can we get a little sample? I wouldn't even know where to start. (laughs) Go on, just say it's Versace. It's Versace. Oh, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Um, 
you know, it's it's so exciting just to see how you've just sort of made a huge name for yourself. You know, coming from your lineage, you've come from a long line of amazing mothers. You are also one of those amazing mothers as yeah. well. <laughs> and you're doing amazing things in the theatre and I'm so excited to just have a, this yarn with you right now. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, with that... What do you say to young people, young Indigenous people who are trying to get into black theatre and trying to align with their politicalness? Yeah. Um, well, you know, uh, <laughs> my background is I have never studied it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of, you know, the everyday black gin. I, I live, I still live in my community that I grew up in, raised my kids there. I'm not separate from it, so I didn't move away and go and chase a dream, which can be a bit more difficult because you're still involved in your community. Mm. So, I'm, you know, for me, I'm very, in a lot of ways, separate than the norm. Yeah. But in, in saying that, it's like I believe that acting singing, dancing, telling a yarn is just an extension of our culture. Mm. So for me, it was never really necessary to um, go to a white institution to tell me how to do my culture. Yeah. You, know you don't what I mean? need a white person telling you yeah. how to exist. Thank you, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was just basically, you know, taking them opportunities, starting your community as small, whatever it is, whether it's dancing or, do, you know, going to a workshop here and just putting yourself out there. Not being afraid to be seen, eh? Yeah, exactly. And owning, owning your talent. You have to believe in yourself before anyone else, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. It's been sis. so exciting. This is amazing and if there's anything you want to plug plug it please i'll just plug it one more time come see black showgirls at griffin theater um you're guaranteed to um laugh to your piss your pants and cry like it's you know new year's eve so <laughs> <laughs> I love that. come see us all right thank you so much thank it's you. been a true pleasure <laughs>